All right, guys, welcome back to the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast for week seven of the Genesis Journal. It's Carter and Jacob, and this week we're moving on into Abraham's life after his calling and promise from God. First, we're going to do a quick recap on the Genesis story up until chapter 15, and then talk briefly about what to look for in chapters 15 through 17. And then we'll move on to the spotlight scripture in Galatians chapter 3. We're going to specifically talk about the idea that some people have that they can achieve salvation by their works and focusing on what it means to have faith like Abraham. And lastly, we want to challenge you with something as you go. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, Jacob, so we're in week seven of the Genesis Journal. Uh, We've taken a journey uh, through the scripture up until Genesis 15, and uh, let's let's go through that journey a little bit again. Uh, let's recap uh, the kind of the first 15 chapters really quick, uh, just to uh, remember where God has taken us, and um, so we can understand where He's going to take us next. So, Jacob, where have we where have we been in Genesis? Yeah, remember the themes that we have talked about. It's always good to look back to remember that you know where we're coming to in Scripture. And so I just want to highlight the the themes that we've seen over the beginning uh, chapters of this book. And so remember Genesis 1 through 11, we're calling the introduction here. This is kind of the preface before the story begins in Genesis 12. So this is all setting up, giving us a worldview or a lens in which to read the rest of the Bible through. And so we see God as, in Genesis 1 and 2, we see as God as creator of the heavens and the earth. Uh, we see him bringing order to the, uh, to the chaos. Uh, we see his spirit uh, at work in that. We see his, uh, when he speaks, uh, uh, creation comes into existence. We see that power of his word. Um, we see his wisdom, say, looking at his creation, seeing it's very good. And we, then we see that he creates uh, mankind differently than everything else. He creates us in his image. Uh, uh, he creates us male and female. And so uh, we're moving into the, to chapter 3, we see you know, the sinfulness of man. So he creates us in his image, and uh, we are to rule over uh, all of creation were to be his representatives here on earth. Uh, and um, instead of trusting him, uh, we look, turn to ourselves and we decide what is good or evil for ourselves. And we start making our own decisions without consulting God or without trusting God. And so we see the sinfulness of man and the the consequence of sin in chapters three and four we see how the sinfulness of man just spirals out of control creates chaos uh amongst each other uh 
amongst us and God, but we do not see God leave us or forsake us there. We see God get into the mess with us. We see his grace and mercy at work, um, and uh, he comes to us, uh, and he covers our shame and our guilt, but uh, that does not... uh, uh, does not keep us from sinning. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible tells us that sin continues to spiral out of control, and then every inclination of man's heart is evil from childhood. And so we see God's another character of God that His uh, His justice, uh, that His uh, wrath over sin, His hatred for sin, that He will judge sin and sinners. And we see that in the flood that He. Um, he regrets that he made uh, creation and humanity, and so he wipes it out in his righteous anger, uh, but he spares Noah and his uh, family. So we see his grace, his, his grace um, at work again. And then, uh, but, you know, we still see sin spiraling out of control. It does not, uh, even his judgment and his grace, we do not see a remedy for sin uh, even after the flood, we still see sin spiraling out of control and uh, to the point where it's uh, that God is going to call uh, a man. Uh, so we, we leave chapter 11 with a genealogy uh, to Abram and we see that God uh, has chosen a, uh, a family to be a conduit of blessing. He gives a promise to Abram that he's going to bless Abram and he's going to make his name great. And through Abram, uh, all the nations of the earth is going to be blessed. And so there's this promise of God, this beginning of redemptive history that's going to come through Abram. And uh, it's not just for Abram and to hang out with people that are blessed, but it's going to be this conduit of blessing that goes to all the people of the earth. So that's the promise. Then we arrive at Genesis 15, and this is 10 years later uh, from that promise, and we still have no offspring. We still still see no uh, movement in this promise. We see no fulfillment in this promise. And so Carter... As we get to Genesis 15, 16, and 17 this week in your readings, what can you uh, share with us? What could we look forward to as we read these chapters? Yeah, so I'm glad we did that uh, little recap there because um, I, I think it's good to point out here that God, he did, he did speak 10 years ago and he gave Abraham a promise. He said, no, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you in a great nation. I'm going to give you a land. I'm going to make you a people. And I'm going to redeem, you know, the world through this. And um, we saw in Genesis 1 that when God spoke, it it's almost like it instantaneously happened. And he created things, you know, daily, like heavens and earth, heaven and earth, uh, the star, the sun, moon, and stars, the the plants, the animals, and all this stuff, and it just happened. Like, it's so it's it's amazing looking at that that chapter, and then you get to what God does here in with Abraham, Abram, and God speaks these promises, and 
like like we've said when god speaks it happens like when he when he says something it's gonna happen in the future um or instantaneously like we see in genesis 1 but a difference that we do see is that abram is having to wait he's having to wait on god and trust god and at the end of those 10 years you could probably maybe figure that you know Abram's probably kind of losing a little bit of hope here and God's meeting him again. He's telling him, Hey, don't be afraid Abraham. I'm your shield. I'm your very great reward. Uh, and that's, uh, Genesis 15 one. And he takes him outside and he says, look up at the sky, look at the stars, um, the stars that he made in Genesis one. And he's like, your offspring is going to be like, like that. If you can, if you can even count them, like, and then I think we, we see the, the apex of Abram's relationship with God in verse six of Genesis 15. Um, it says, Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. And that's huge. Um, especially um, as we see the rest of the, the scriptures play out when um, God gives his people the law and they're told to follow the law. And then we get to the New Testament. And, um, we see the relationship that Jesus has with the Pharisees and trying to, you know, work through their salvation. But Jesus is saying, no, that's not the way. Um, so uh, in all this, I, I really in your in your time. Um, if you have a, uh, discussion with your D group or you're thinking about and you're reading the scripture, um, really see that, make sure you see that verse that says Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So let's pay attention to, in these next few chapters though, that, you know, God has promised Abraham all these things and especially none, not any of it can happen until he has a son. And how long Abraham has to wait for God to fulfill that promise. The last time you'll read, he's 100 years old when God reassures him for the last time that, no, this promised son will come through Sarah. So let, we can take that into our own lives and say, yes, God, I, I'm, I'm praying for this person or I'm praying for this situation. And Sometimes we just need to sit and be patient. All right, Jacob, so let's look into our gospel spotlight for this week. It's called, um, it's, it's on page 88 of the journal. Faith like Abraham. Uh, we're going to look into Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 9. And uh, Jacob, could you take us through what this passage is talking about and how it relates to uh, the chapters we're talking about in Genesis? Yeah, I think we're kind of our spotlight verse here in Genesis 15 is uh, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. So with that, thought in mind um, you've got this contrast in Galatians 3 that um, you know the the Galatians are trying to 
uh, are trying to earn um, their righteousness before God. They're they're trying to earn that through works, through what they do, instead of through uh, believing God or having faith, as we call it. So uh, there's a couple things in our culture uh, that we really need to guard against, and we're going to focus on uh, in for this gospel spotlight purposes we're going to focus on today that we can't if we're trying to earn our way to god through what we do then uh, i hope we see this week that we are on a dangerous path that leads to destruction Uh, but i do want to give just a a second there's another danger in our culture uh, today called we could call it easy believism uh or you could call it whatever you want to but this this idea that we can uh we can say yeah me and god are good i believe in god i believe in the bible but i can i can really live any way i want to and it doesn't really change the way i live day to day and i want to we want to denounce that with every ounce of our being that we're not saying that just if you recognize that God exists, uh, that you you have a relationship with God. So uh, we believe faith works. Belief uh, has a backbone. It changes the way you live. But we also just as strenuously believe that 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 you cannot be good enough to earn your way to heaven that you're not going to be right with god based on what you do and that's what this gospel spotlight is saying today yeah so uh we're we're looking at uh people who are trying to earn their way works of the law is what it says in verse 2 of galatians chapter 3 um so a side note what do you think do you think our culture is more leaning towards the the second I guess, thing that you talked about where you're kind of like leaning on grace or you're trying to lean on the law or do we have a little bit of mix of both or what do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I think we have a lot of of both. And I I will say that I think you're going to tend to to fall in one category or the other. But I I do – I mean, it's it's real easy – uh, you hear people in their testimony that uh, more often than not, I believe that you're going to hear in their testimony that uh, the reason that they're a, a, a Christian is because they don't do this and they don't do that and they don't do this and they do this and they do that and they do that. And it's going to be all about themselves. And that's a great indicator. If your testimony uh, has a lot of you in it and the things that you do, then that's a pretty good indicator that you're going to err on the side of or you're going to lean towards faith or works-based righteousness. And so if that's you when you're talking about your relationship with God and you're listing off all the things that uh, that you've accomplished or the things that you've done or the things that you haven't done that you've stayed away from, then that's a pretty good indicator that you are your own Savior and that Christ is not your Savior. So that's one thing that you can look out for. I think even Jesus was clear on that when he was saying, when he was talking about how some people will come to him and say, 
well, I cast out demons in your name. I, I cheer, or I did this. I worked miracles. He's going to say, I never knew you. And hmm. that may be where he's getting at, where he's saying, hey, you're putting all that in yourself and not looking at me and what I did for you. So, yeah, that gives me some, that gives me chill bumps, you know, thinking hmm. about that. It's like, am I, am I leaning on myself or am I, am I leaning on Christ and what he did totally for me? Um, yeah, it's eye opening when you're just sitting here talking about it. I think about when I share my story and I'm like, there's a, there's a whole lot of Jacob in that story, uh, about what I've done or, you know, you know, what I've done instead of where God has brought me. And so just, a uh, a good time to examine your heart, uh, to know if you lean towards, uh, uh, works-based righteousness that, you know, this is a great time. It's a great point in the story to repent of that and to, um, and to see, uh, Christ as your savior and that God is the one and to trust God for what he's done in your life. So, Carter, as we work through this Gospel Spotlight this week, um, we do want to, I think, one of the most important questions that you have here in our conversation starters is question three that says, what is faith? Just a very simple, uh, yet a profound and the most important question when it comes to uh, Christianity and what we what we must do to be saved. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about, could you help us answer that question? What is faith? Yes. And we, we talked about this a little bit last week and that was one of our, the words we looked at faith. Um, I think it's important. Uh, this is the second time it's came up in a spotlight and obviously it's a conversation starter question. So, yeah, let's talk about it a little bit more. Um, so I was doing some some uh, reading on, you know, what is faith, and um, I do want to look at uh, what the what the Bible says about faith again. Um, so in Habakkuk two four, um, it says, "The just shall live by faith," and uh, we can look at that word faith in uh, the Old Testament terminology or the New, Ter- New Testament terminology, and they overlap a little bit, um, and they should. It, it's, we're using the same word, um, and <laughs> I know uh, we didn't want to. We want we don't want this podcast to go uh, deep into Hebrew and uh, Greek and all that kind of stuff, but I think it is important to point out here just because faith is so important uh to us um that we do look at what uh the hebrew word faith means and uh so in hebrew if you look at that word faith in habakkuk 2 4 it it's immuna and i don't know if i'm saying that right immuna but it means firmness fidelity steadfastness and steadiness and when we look at faith in the New Testament, 
it's pistis is the Greek uh, word for faith, and it means to um, induce one by words to believe or persuade, to trust, to obey, and have confidence in. So those overlap a bit, and I think what's important about the word faith is um, where you apply it in your life. Like, where, like, what do you have faith in? Like, we talked about our, our chair analogy last time. Uh, if I have faith in this chair, um, I believe it's going to hold me up. So I sit in it and I'm acting out my faith in the chair. So, what's important for, I think, us to know. And for our D groups to know is that, hey, you might have faith in a lot of things in this world. You might have faith um, in maybe your family or where you came from or like your job or where you've gone to school um, that will get you through life. Um, but are we having faith in the right thing? Are we having faith in Christ? And in his righteousness, are we believing, like Abraham believed God and credited to him as righteous? I, I, I think that he had faith in the right thing and a rock solid foundational thing. And that was God alone. He might have been in this chapter, maybe losing hope after 10 years of not hearing from God, but he still had faith in God, even though he was maybe struggling. So I think in this, we can we can learn that, hey, guys, you know, we might be going through some hard things or we might even have our faith in the wrong things. We need to reorient ourselves into having faith in and trust, believing in God. Um, so what do you what do you think about that, Jacob? Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. I think that I think it's just I, I think. You know, the way my brain works, just a, a simple uh, uh, way that I can think about this is that just belief in something is not faith in something. So uh, a, a belief and faith are two different things. And we know that because we see that, you know, the, the demons believe in who Jesus is, um, yet that, that belief in Jesus is does nothing to 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 mm. save them just this knowledge of someone so so faith is is belief but it's more than belief too faith is belief and the words that you use were trust or faith and obedience um and this assent to i i'm going to submit to this thing i'm going to trust in whatever this thing is so so faith in a chair holding you up is not just is not just saying that I think that chair is going to hold it up. It's sitting in the chair mm -hmm. and putting my faith in what I believe. And so I think that's a good way. Uh, faith is the action of sitting in the chair that you think is going to hold you up. And so faith in Jesus is not just believing that Jesus is a real person. That's, that's historical fact. And that, you know, so that's not faith saving faith um the 
the surrender in your life, trusting him with your life to obey what he tells us to do. That is faith in Christ. And mm-hmm. that is what leads to salvation. Yes. I, yeah, that's, that's good. Um, and I, I love the old Testament de- definition of faith or immuna in the Hebrew. It's saying firmness, steadfastness, steadfastness, steadiness, like, I'm not just going to tap my bottom on the chair and sit up again, you know. And, okay, well, I, I did it, you know. I, I I'm going to plant my life in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit. I'm going to plant here and sit here and believe in it. <laughs> All right, Jacob, so what can we take with us this week as we go, as we meet in our D groups? What can we challenge each other with as we go throughout the week this week uh, in the dugout, as we say it uh, a lot of the time? So what what is it? Yeah, I just want to challenge you. There's a, there's a, a number of different applications this week, uh, but one that we want to put before you is that to every individual in your D group and maybe even as your D group as a whole that you pick a teammate or maybe a family member or a classmate and someone if we if we have faith that God is who he says he is and he's at work all around us if we believe that let's put that belief to action as we we pray not that we work and, and try to bring people to Christ, as we so often try to do, as we work, but that we pray, that we have faith that God is revealing himself to other people. So uh, I encourage you to, um, to pray every day. So the daily reading may take you anywhere from one to three minutes. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pray at least that long for someone else, not for, for someone who's sick or not for yourself or things that you want. I'm talking about praying for the salvation. Someone you know who's not a believer praying for their soul this week. And as we believe God that he will, uh, that he is the author of salvation, that he uh, wants to bring people to himself, that we will pray to that end this week. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms 
Full Count Ministries exists to create disciples using the game of baseball. We are a non-profit ministry, and if you have benefited from this resource, we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.